Hey everyone, it's Rich Bennett, host of Conversations with Rich Bennett, bringing you an exciting chance to win with our latest giveaway sponsored by Tar Heel Construction Group. Get ready to make a splash just by tuning into the podcast. Yes, you heard that right. While you're soaking up our latest episodes, listen closely for a special splash sound. When you hear it, remember the episode name. Here's what you do next. Shoot us an email at podcast at harfordcountyliving.com with the episode title. Each splash sound means a new chance to win. So the more you listen, the better your chances. If you don't have email, then just leave a voicemail from our website at conversationswithrichbennett.com. What's the prize? How about a brand new waterproof Bluetooth speaker? Perfect for listening to our episodes, whether you're in the bath, on the beach, in the pool or on the go. You have until the end of May to send in your entries and we'll announce the lucky winner on June 3rd. Don't miss out on this splashy opportunity brought to you by Tar Heel Construction Group. Dive into our episodes and win big. Curb appeal. We all want it. You know, when it comes to having a beautiful lawn, in all honesty, there's only one place to go to. Four Seasons Landscape and Construction Services. You can find them at Four Seasons Landscape MD.com or call them at 443 390 YARD. That's 443 390 9273. And it's a pleasure to have here Chris Coleman and Pam Hires of Four Seasons Landscape and Construction Services. Coming to you from the Freedom Federal Credit Union Studios, Harford County Living presents Conversations with Rich Bennett. Come on, you're faster than with me. Guys. Yeah. Oh man, you already said it. I was gonna ask her if she remembered the things. I am sitting here today. I have Chris and Pam for Four Seasons Landscape and Construction Services. And we're going to be talking about spring services, services. right? Yes. So, Pam, what entails the spring services? Because a lot of people, I don't think, have a clue. The biggest thing, the first thing that some people think of, a lot of people, is for the spring cleanup. And usually that includes mulching. So the spring cleanup, we come in. And this is where we're cleaning out any debris from the landscape beds. We are doing the trimming that's appropriate for that time of year, weeding the landscape beds, prepping everything for mulch, edging out any beds as long as there's not a hard surface, right. and installing the mulch to get everything nice and clean, prepped, trimmed, and ready for spring. Okay, when it comes to mulch, because I see all different types of mulch out there. Uh-oh, <laughs> what? There are there are a lot of uh, different myths out there about mulch. There okay. are a lot of things that are done incorrectly with mulch. Uh, the two biggest ones that actually we just posted about on our Facebook page, which is why I had to laugh, is a lot of times they do mulch volcanoes around trees and kind of build it up along the trunk, which you are really? not supposed to do. Yes. Why would you do that? They think that it's going to help protect the tree, but that's actually the job of the bark. That's the point of the bark. So you are supposed to almost have like a hollow space around the tree, and then you can kind of build it up outside of that. But you want to be able to see the the root flare at the bottom of the tree and not cover that up with the mulch. Wow. Okay. So 
Well, the reason for that is particularly is that mulch shades out the sunlight. So you're creating more moisture on the bark, which will in turn lead to the possibility of fungus and uh, ultimately leave a direct path for uh, insects and infestations of different uh, insects and stuff like that to lead to bark rot and all kinds of other diseases and infestations of the trees. And you'll see that a lot of times on different commercial properties and stuff like that that we'll go in afterwards and we'll remove these mulch volcanoes and you'll see the bark just all eaten up and rotted. You'll see the fungus on it, stuff like that. And a lot of times it will end up killing the tree. That's not good. Now, but I see like some people will use different types, whether it be cedar or whatever, and even rubber. I thought I saw rubber mulch. Uh, yes. Uh, why are you both laughing at me? I take it that's not a good thing to use? In the right application, it can be fine. Uh, it came out probably about 20 years ago, uh, and it was an environmental initiative to try to help figure out how to have something that is reusable. So okay. tires coming off your vehicles. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thought process was if we chew them up and, and shred them and turn them into rubber mulch and have people use them, they don't biodegrade. So you, you can technically, in theory, put them down and it will never go anywhere. The problem is is that it's rubber. So right. when the sun hits it, it just like your tires get hot, the mulch gets hot. And so they were using them on playgrounds and stuff like that. And the association of playground affiliation decided that over time and doing more research that it was actually very detrimental to the kids because it could burn their feet, burn their hands, stuff like that, especially depending on what location you are in the United States, it gets very hot. Yeah. Uh, So they have since gone back to wood chips for the playgrounds or actually they've taken it one step further and used shredded mulch. Uh, because the wood chips have sharp edges sometimes. Uh, yeah. So okay. a lot of the playgrounds you'll see now are a natural shredded bark mulch that they use. Uh, it has a better impact fall rating than the wood chips and obviously is much safer for the kids. As far as mulch goes, any natural mulch, I mean, ultimately the best mulch to put down is a natural bark mulch. Okay. Uh the problem with that is is humans. We want to have aesthetically pleasing, long-lasting colored mulch. Oh. The natural mulch tends to fade quicker. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have, as society, shifted to what we call dyed mulch. Uh. And so basically what it is, again, it's repurposing uh, products. So it's ground-up pallets. So they take all these extra pallets. This was before everybody started making furniture out of pallets. Uh, so <laughs> they were trying to figure out what to do with all these pallets because mm-hmm. uh, they were everywhere. You could get, I mean, you remember five, ten years ago, you get pallets. They were stacked up on the side of the road, taken oh, for yeah, free. Oh, yeah, people were giving them away. Correct. Now they're actually selling them because mm-hmm. people are making furniture out of them. But back then, nobody was doing anything. There was no repurposing. So it was just, you know, they'd get broken up and they weren't any good for carrying, you know, any materials. So they were just sitting and becoming a problem to get rid right. of. So they someone decided to get a process of grinding these pallets up taking out all the nails and metal and screening them and stuff like that and then dyeing it so basically they dump immense amount of paint but that's not good for the ground is it it has to dry it has to it, 
the detrimental effects to the ground is only if you're picking up mulch or putting down mulch that has been recently processed, meaning okay. recently died, recently ground up, and has not had time to sit and allow the paint to absorb. Uh, usually the golden rule is three to seven days it has to sit to allow the paint to absorb into the wood, stuff like that. Hmm. In the spring, that's hard to get that because guys are just running mulch right. nonstop, and the processing and distribution distributors don't have the availability of material to be able to allow it to sit so you have to be careful when you put it down uh depending you have to watch the weather uh but it does last a long time okay it also doesn't break down as fast as naturally bark shredded mulch so in all of your stormwater facilities and stuff like that you have to use a shredded bark all natural mulch because you can't have any leaching of any chemicals into a stormwater facility Mm. In a perfect world, that would be everybody's home because you don't want it to leach <laughs> right. down into the ground and stuff like that. Nothing's perfect. And people like their colored mulch, and you can get brown and red and black and have these different colors that will last a good six or eight months of a okay. solid dark color. Uh, they also don't break down as fast. Uh, your natural shredded mulch will break down anywhere from an inch to two inches a year. Your dyed mulch is up to an inch so you can get and you know wow. almost an extra year out of the material right as far as its uh longevity of of not breaking down because it's a palletized wood uh the other thing is is and people have done this is you can actually re-dye it so you can go through and actually they make mulch dyes and you can actually go and spray in a in a gallon sprayer and go through and re-spray your mulch while it's on the ground while it's on the ground to give it color. Stay with us. We'll be right back. But wait a minute. Wouldn't that have chemicals in it? It is again. It's some offer a natural coloring. Okay. Uh, it has been done for the last 20 years. It just hasn't picked up as far as a process because it is time consuming and can't spray the house can't spray the plants right stuff like that so it does involve more time and a lot of people just aren't aware that you can actually respray and dye your mulch uh us personally we prefer to use the natural shredded mulch but most of our clients that we are doing that are residential and commercial they are doing dyed mulch Uh, it is what it is it has longevity it has you know, color longevity, the biggest thing is putting it down appropriately. You don't want to put down more than about an inch a year. You only want to do one application a year because one inch of mulch, up to one inch of mulch, will biodegrade in a season. If you're doing hmm. multiple applications of a color coat, which we call up to an inch as a color coat, you will actually increase the depth of your mulch beyond the two to three inches, which will then start crowning all your plants. And you see that a lot of times in landscape beds where you see the mulch all the way up to the bottom of the leaves and the yeah. bottom you know, branches of, of the bushes and stuff like that. You don't want that. You want to have air to be able to circulate because it elect, allows the plants to pull in more air, pull in more you know, moisture, but also let it dry itself out. Okay. So it's a, almost like a circle. You want the wind and, and the moisture and everything to kind of circle up through the inside of the canopy of the bush. So that is the benefit or, or what we promote in best practices for mulching 
Now, you said with the trees, you're supposed to have like a circle around the base of the tree, the mulch away from there. Is that the same for plants as well? You don't want to have it crowning the plants. Uh, so in general, yes, you want to have a depression around all the bottom of the plants. It doesn't okay. have to be as prevalent as the trees uh, because you're getting that air circulation and stuff like that. But in general, when you're putting mulch in, it should be flat all the way across. Okay. You should not be mounding up at each bush or each plant. It should be flat all the way across um, as long as the plants are planted correctly. Uh, you know, a lot of times you'll see plants that are planted two and three inches above ground. So then you have to mound the mulch up and stuff like that. Uh, the general rule of thumb is your plant root base should be one inch above your soil level. And then your mulch goes on for your two to three inches. So you will technically have about an inch of mulch above the root base of the bush. And that's where it should sustain for the entire life of your mulch beds. So as it biodegrades, you increase a little bit biodegrades you put more and so forth and so on so there's a lot of people doing it wrong is what i'm seeing then whenever i drive around <laughs> it's knowledge it's education it's right. you know being aware of best practices uh again we preach about this all the time certifications licenses stuff like that uh, we do a lot of different classes and education through national association of landscape professionals and alp uh, they have foreman and field technician certifications. They have office technician, you know, office staff certifications. Um, you know, we're members of the Landscape Contractors Association. They have different uh, certifications and classes to help educate. And that's the biggest thing is just educating people on the best practices when it comes to servicing their property. Right. And that is what the purpose of Four Seasons is, is we are a quality-focused company. And so with the spring services, we come out there with our knowledge, with our certifications, and keeping best practices at the forefront to maintaining their property. Like Pam said, we come in, clean everything up, get all the winter, you know, dieback taken care of, debris, leaves, sticks, anything else that comes down during the winter, clean all the beds, any winter weeds, any spring weeds that are popping, we pull all those. We also put down a weed preventer granular uh, application, so that helps prevent weeds from growing into the spring uh, and we'll touch up any bush trimming and stuff like that that needs to be done edge everything out and then put down uh, depending on the mulch and, and how often you've been mulching we'll put down a color coat <coughs> but at the very least we'll make sure that you have a good two to three inch base right. of mulch to help absorb moisture help protect against the frost the heat stuff like that uh, and then you can take it one step further and Pam can chime in for this one is we also offer monthly bed service and that kind of takes care of everything in your landscape beds throughout the season. Pam, would you like to touch base on what that entails? So this service really started with a client who was putting their house on the market mm -hmm. and wanted it kept nice, looking very neat, very well maintained while they had it on the market and, and were, you know, trying to sell it. Right. Get that cur have that curb appeal. Absolutely. Yeah. And so that was kind of how it started, and then it has – developed over time into becoming we do still occasionally have clients who look for this service because mm -hmm. they're putting their house on the market but we also the majority of the clients that have this service now are just looking to have everything well maintained and kept up with throughout the year so it doesn't get messy again in between right. like a spring and fall cleanup so we come in once a month and keep up with everything that's happening with the beds sometimes that's going to be weeding 
It also allows us to do a couple more trimmings throughout the year. So there are certain plants that are supposed to be trimmed at different times throughout the year. Some like to be trimmed right, you know, going into winter. Some like to be trimmed right after they bloom. There are just different opportunities when different types of plants and shrubs need to be trimmed to really improve the health of, of that particular plant. So that allows us to come in there, you know, a couple other times and take care of the trimming that maybe isn't appropriate for a spring and fall cleanup time frame. Okay. Keep up with the weeding, freshen up the mulch, fluff it a little bit. And, and I like that, fluff it. Yeah. <laughs> fluff it up to keep it looking clean and neat and, and keep up with the weeding in between, you know, in between the cleanups as well to make sure that everything looks nice, well-maintained. And that helps with the overall health of the plants as well. Weeds are going to compete with the plants that you want for right. nutrients and water. And weeds are very good at it. They're going to win. So the, the, you know, the monthly bed maintenance, maintenance allows us to come in there, keep up with the weeding, and make sure that the plants that you want in your beds are the ones that are going to thrive and survive and, and get the nutrients and water they need. Where it started, it started actually in the commercial world. So commercial maintenance has always been a season-long contract right they want to have one flat price for the whole year that's what they pay it includes spring cleanups monthly visits stuff like that making sure everything maintains it hadn't really spread to the residential market because people in general didn't really see the value in it Mm -hmm. it's starting to pick up more and we do a lot of of full maintenance contracts uh, the one benefit to the monthly maintenance is that in normal situations, you'll have a company come in in the spring and service your property for spring cleanup. Then it sits all summer, and then they'll come in in the fall. Well, like Pam said, your bushes and your foundation plants and stuff like that need to be trimmed at different times. Right. So you end up missing a lot of times your late May trimming or your mid-June trimming on certain plant material after it buds and, and blooms. Uh, the other benefit is is that you don't have to pay for that fall cleanup. And people get fall cleanup mixed up with leaf removal. There is a difference. Mm-hmm. Leaf removal is removing leaves after they've fallen off the trees. Fall cleanup of your landscape beds is, again, cutting back, you know, summer dieback, right. summer weeds, you know, adjust, you know, touching up the mulch edges, stuff like that. So by doing the monthly maintenance, you're able to negate that larger expense of the fall cleanup and spread it out over the entire season from after your spring cleanup. And this allows <coughs> for you to have your landscape beds look pristine and well-maintained and, and what's the best practices for your plant material throughout the entire year and not have to have another large payment for, right. or, you know, cost to do a fall cleanup. Included in that, you can also throw in leaf removal and you can basically build a complete seasonal contract that maintains all of your lawn and landscape because you throw mowing in there because we offer mowing services, stuff like that. Snow if we ever have snow. (laughs) We do not do residential snow removal. Oh, no? No, sir. Oh, okay. Uh, We have some companies that we can recommend, but we are tied up in our municipality uh, contract. Gotcha, which is good. We are fully booked with them. Uh, So we do not offer residential snow removal, but if you do call, we do have some companies that we recommend local to the area, uh, you know, companies that are up and coming and and trying to build. And we try to help the smaller companies wherever we can. And and you kind of just, 
as your company grows, your niche services and what your company is built on and the foundation kind of presents itself and that's what you go with. And providing snow removal for municipalities and government services and stuff has been where our niche has become for our company. But you can have a service contract that basically covers all of your property needs and it's broken down into 10 monthly payments to cover everything. So you have one flat payment that you pay Mm -hmm. every month from March through December and that covers your entire property. Pam can touch base on that a little more. Our clients love this setup. They know exactly what their monthly bill is going to be. It's the same every month so they can budget. They Mm -hmm. They know what to expect. The bill goes out on the first of the month. It's due by the 15th. They can set it up on bill pay. It makes things very simple for them. And simple is good. Our clients yeah. don't want to mess with their lawn, but they also, <coughs> especially, you know, a lot of mowing clients are prior to this setup and, and prior to working with other companies may have been used to getting a bill every time their lawn was cut. Every mm-hmm. week. Every, every week. week. That's a lot. That's a lot for a company to keep yeah. up with. That's a lot for a client to keep up with. And so the monthly payment allows all of our clients to know exactly what to expect. They know exactly when their invoice is going to come and they know exactly what that bill is going to be throughout the entire season. So they can set it up on bill pay, not have to worry about it, not have to think about it. And that's the whole point. The, the right. maintenance plan allows them to not have to worry about the payments. They don't have to worry about taking care of their property so they can enjoy that free time with their family or do, you know, sometimes it's running their kids to all, you know, sports practices. Maybe they're in school, maybe they're working, whatever it is that they need to spend their time and energy on. They don't have to add on top of that, keeping up with everything around their yard. And so that property maintenance plan allows them to relax, to enjoy that little bit of free time they get, to be able to enjoy their outdoor space, yeah, and to have that monthly bill that they can plan for and they know exactly what it's going to be, when it's going to come, and not have to wonder, is it going to be more this month? Is it going to be less? When's it going to get here? Do I have to remember to pay it? It's all set up at the beginning of the season. And it's 10 months out of the year that they mm-hmm. pay for it? Because mm-hmm. you start your spring cleanups in March. Right. And you finish your last fall leaf removals in December. We started planning for our spring services and sending out our renewal maintenance contracts back in January. Okay. We always work. So generally what people forget, and because, you know, it's wintertime, they don't think about it, is that landscape companies tend to be a season ahead. So when we hit winter, so when we hit December, our snow and and winter services is already completed and on the books and everything is organized all contracts are in place stuff like that so then we start about beginning to mid-december starting to build spring i like that and so once it hits spring we're now looking at summer. summer yeah and once it hits june 1st we're now looking at fall okay and so we always recommend to everyone to reach out early reach out now yeah. Reach out, you know, January, February. You can reach out any time throughout the year. And that's the other nice thing is that if you come to us in May or June, we can build your seasonal contract from that point forward. Right. It's not, oh, well, you need to pay for the three months that we were. It's not like that. There was, there's been some companies around the way that have done that for lawn service. And basically, it's a flat price for the whole year, whether you come in in March or you come in in June. We don't do that. Okay. We build your contract when you come in. And that is what you pay for. Uh, I do need to take a look at the property in June. If mm-hmm. you haven't had a spring cleanup, then we're going to have to do that 
to the best of our ability in June because we have to be careful trimming foundation plants and bushes that late right. in the season. It may end up being that your fall cleanup is a little more entailed because we can't do as much in June. So we look at the whole picture and what is best for your whole landscaping area, all your plants, foundation plants, perennials, mulching, landscape beds, lawn, trees, all of that, and take an assessment and provide you with the best practices to maintain your property. And if you would like to get spring services, please call Four Seasons Landscape and Construction Service at PAM. 443-390-YARD. And which what, is 9273. And what's the website, Pam? www.fourseasonslandscapemd.com. Now, when they when they call, who are they going to reach? Who are they going to reach? My smiling voice will answer the phone. Yes, and Pam is the one that answers the phone every day, Monday through Friday, from 9 to 5. You can also send us a website message, and the website again is www.fourseasonslandscapemd.com. So I'm sitting here with Michelle of Align Rehabilitation, and she is really growing and has something coming up on May 3rd. On May 3rd, Align Rehabilitation will be having our grand opening of our brand new physical therapy facility. Um, we are directly next door to Real Life Prosthetics, who has also expanded their uh, lab as they, they build out their prostheses. Um, so May 3rd is grand opening. I invite everyone to come tour both my brand new facility for physical therapy treatment as well as um, see what Real Life Prosthetics has done with their new lab. What time is it? It's 11 to 2, and then the ribbon cutting is at 11.15. And what's the address? The address is 3435 Box Hill Corporate Center Drive, Suite C, Abingdon, Maryland, 21009. 